The Holy Gospel for this, the fourth Sunday in the season of Advent, is from Luke, chapter 1, beginning at verse 57. Now the time came for Elizabeth to give birth, and she bore a son. Her neighbors and relatives heard that the Lord had shown his great mercy to her, and they rejoiced with her. On the eighth day they came to circumcise the child, and they were going to name him Zechariah after his father. But his mother said, No, he is to be called John. They said to her, None of your relatives has this name. Then they began motioning to his father to find out what name he wanted to give him. He asked for a writing tablet and wrote, His name is John. And all were amazed. Immediately his mouth was open and his tongue freed, and he began to speak, praising God. Fear came over all their neighbors, and all these things were talked about throughout the entire hill country of Judea. All who heard them pondered them and said, What then will this child become? For indeed, the hand of the Lord was with him. Then his father Zechariah was filled with the Holy Spirit and spoke this prophecy. A reef will sing that prophecy. I invite you to listen carefully to the sung words. Blessed be the Lord, the God of Israel. He has come to his people and set them free. He has raised up for us a mighty Savior, one of the house of his servant David. Through his holy prophets, he promised of old that he would save us from our enemies from the hands of all who hate us. The promise you show mercy to our fathers and to remember his holy covenant. This was the oath he swore to our father Abraham to set us free from the hands of our enemies free to worship him without fear holy and righteous in his sight all the days of our life you my child shall be called a prophet of the Most High. For you will go before the Lord to prepare his way, to give his people knowledge of salvation by the promise God forgiveness of their sins. In the tender compassion of our God, the dawn from on high shall break upon us to shine on those who dwell in darkness and the shadow of death and to guide our feet into the way of peace. The child grew and became strong in spirit 
And he was in the wilderness until the day he appeared publicly to Israel. The Gospel of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Please be seated. <clears throat> Grace to all of you and peace from God our Creator and from our Lord and from our Savior Jesus the Christ. Amen. Let us pray. Most holy God, on this fourth Sunday in the season of Advent, we continue to anticipate and to prepare and to wait for the coming of your presence in our lives, for the coming of the Christ child. Be with us in our celebrating, O Lord, and come into our hearts and minds as if we are the manger. May we also, O Lord, receive you as Mary and Joseph did. In your holy and most gracious name, amen. Well, today, as you know, is the fourth Sunday in the season of Advent, and we heard in the Gospel reading a story about a guy named Zacharias and his wife, Elizabeth. Elizabeth gave birth to John the Baptist. That's who we're talking about here. So Zechariah, in the text, couldn't talk. So if you go back to the first Sunday in the Advent, that's when he lost his speech. We told the story then about Zechariah. And the suggestion is that Zechariah had this tendency to want to boss everyone around, impose his will, his ideas on everyone. You know, if you talk all the time, you don't get a chance to listen to other people's ideas. So supposedly God said, Zechariah, it's time for you to be quiet for a while. And so he could not speak and instead had to listen. So I can really identify with Zechariah, personally. <laughs> so, <laughs> so you have to listen to what's going on around you, to other people, to his wife Elizabeth, to the Holy Spirit. And amazing, when you're quiet, you hear things, you notice things that maybe you didn't hear or notice before. It's really what the season of Advent is meant to be. During the season of Advent, we have quiet worship services. We have moments of silence. We have time for you to get away from the noise, to not speak yourselves. Instead, simply be quiet to feel God's presence coming through the music or through the silence or through the darkness. And so Zechariah learned that yes, his name should be John. That was a big step for Zechariah, because the tradition was, you name your son after yourself. He went with Elizabeth's idea. His name shall be John. And immediately, his tongue was released and was able to sing praise to God. And did he sing? He sang the song that Arif just sang a moment ago because he knew that the name John meant something. The name John literally means God is gracious. And Zechariah knew that God had special plans for John, who became John the Baptist. And so he sang of John's destiny. It's called the Benedictus. My favorite line in the entire Benedictus, this song of a father to his infant son, is this. 
You, my child, shall be called a prophet of the Most High, for you will go before the Lord to prepare his way. I always hear the music. You, my child, shall be called a prophet of the Most High, for you will go before the Lord to prepare his way. Did your parents sing a song like that to you? Did you sing a song like that for your child? Envisioning your child's destiny and purpose? Did you name your child specifically for what the name meant and for who this child shall become? Probably not. It's not really our tradition. In fact, do you know the meaning of your name? Some of you do. Some of you don't. It's not a huge tradition in our culture. So I looked up some common names. Here are a few of them. Here are the girls' names and what they mean. The name Sophie means, that's very good. Emma means acceptance. Emily means excellence. Abigail means joy. Jamie means guardian of light. Kaylee means pure. Hannah means grace and beauty. Here are a few boys' names. William means strong-willed. Noah means peaceful. Alexander means defender of the people. Colton means brave. Trevor means gift of God. Cole means one who is light. And I could go on. I invite you to look up your name and find out what it actually means. And maybe to consider that your name draws you into your future, that you become your name. It's not really a tradition in our culture, but in many cultures in history, it is the tradition that you live into your name, that your name means something. In the Native American culture especially, that is true. In the Native American culture, you'll actually get two names. You get a name when you're a child, and then your name changes when you become an adult, teenage to adulthood. And when you get your adult name, you do so after a time of questing, a time of tribulation and difficulty that often leads to a kind of trance, a vision, a dream. And out of that dream, you find your destiny, some symbol, some sign of who you are to be and who you are to become. You've heard of the Indian chief named Crazy Horse. Think about the name. He took that name as a teenager and he lived into that name as a recklessly brave warrior. Crazy Horse. I looked up another name of a Native American chief. It was Flying Eagle. Can you imagine the kind of person he became? A wise philosopher kind of sage for the community. Right underneath that was Mother Bear. <laughs> Can you imagine the destiny of that person? Every Native American name had a purpose and people lived into it. <clears throat> After the last service, 
A woman came through the line, shook my hand. I've known her for a long time, but I did not know that she has taught on an Indian reservation for 37 years. She's been to powwows. She's been to naming ceremonies. And she said, you know what? They take their names very seriously. It is their basic identity is in their name. And they live into their name. All of that is present in today's gospel lesson where John becomes God is gracious and John is called upon to live into that name. His name was his personality, his identity, and his destiny. Just think if we did that today. Think about your personality and your destiny. If we could, what name would you choose for yourself today that describes who you are and who you are to become? What are your dreams? What is your vision for your future? In fact, we often don't even think about what our destiny is, what our purpose is, what our dreams are. We go through life and it seems like often we go through the motions of life and not really own or embrace a destiny, a purpose in life. In fact, not only do we not live into our names, we often don't even know what our purpose is. In this short, brief moment on earth, we go through the motions rather than living into our destiny, into our names. Did you know that you have a name other than the name your parents gave you? The church gives you a name, too. It happens at baptism, if you are baptized. <coughs> it happens right after the pastor splashes water on your head and your hair is wet. And the pastor comes over with a bit of anointing oil and marks the sign of the cross on your forehead and says these words, Trevor, Colton, Sophie, child of God, you've been sealed by the Holy Spirit and marked with the cross of Christ forever. Did you catch the name? Child of God. Pete, child of God, you've been sealed by the Holy Spirit. Child of God, everyone is renamed. Each one of you has the name child of God and we celebrate that fact that we can be called child of the holy, child of the divine, child of goodness, child of perfection because of Christmas, because of who Jesus is coming to us to live out his destiny. The name of Jesus means the rescuer, the one who rescues and too often we think the rescuer is someone who rescues us from sin, death, and the devil. That's how Martin Luther would call it. Is that and so much more. Jesus rescues us also from whatever it is that might prevent us from being our name, child of God. I don't know what it is for you. I wrestle with that at times. What prevents me from being child of God? I have my own list. You have your own list. Fear, anxiety, 
apathy, anger, frustration, dysfunction, lots of things. The rescuer brings those low and allows us to live into our destiny. Jesus Christ allows you to become child of God. Not only as your personality, your present, but as your destiny. Such is the celebration of Christmas this year. Such is the moment of your name. As John lived into his name, as Jesus lived into his name, I invite all of us here to live into our name. Children of God, amen. Let us pray. Holy and gracious God, we thank you for this season of waiting and anticipation. We know we are not complete, but we know we have a bit of the divine that has been bestowed upon us. We know we are your children. And so we name ourselves little less than God. We are angels in your eyes, and you call us forth to live close to you. Help us be your children. Help us be your world. In your holy and gracious name we pray. Amen.